Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and today I have with me Michelle Lee. Michelle is a lifelong creative business owner, artist, teacher, and catalyst for change. She uses a mystical fusion of art medicine and mind-body-spirit practices to ignite the fires of intuition, creativity, and life transformation through art and workshops on the heart-woken way. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and chat with you today. Well, I'm excited to have you. Absolutely. For those who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? I'm a full-time artist and workshop facilitator. Really, I try to sum it all up in I'm a catalyst for change <laughs> So, and, and connection. So whether that's connecting to nature and emotion through my artwork uh, or or to the human experience uh, through, through art, or whether that's teaching in workshops or one-on-one coaching with me, I help people really connect deeply into their own self, their own creative power, their intuitive power, and then, you know, in turn connect deeply uh, to the people they're in touch with in their relationships to uh, connect also deeper to nature themselves and also the divine and to empower us and help each one of us in our own unique way be the change we want to see in the world I love that I love that when you say it it's like oh yeah that's what I do but you say it so eloquently that it's like oh I want to I want to do that well today it rolled off the tongue what can I say (laughs) thank you Uh, and I think creativity is one of those things that people often think they they're not creative And yet, I believe everyone is creative. And how have you found that creativity has helped people unlock those things that, you know, help them expand and grow? I love that question because uh, what I've found, I get that all the time too. Like, I can't draw a stick figure. I can't draw a straight line. And and to me, I'm like, well, great. That's a good starting point. Um, And I I like to gently expose people to... uh, things like uh, really loose kind of doodling, like art as meditation, where you're just really playing with color and shapes and not having any kind of end goal. You know, it's the process of just playing. And it takes the pressure off. And it also takes people back to that inner child when we were all creative, when creativity was the first thing we did every day, you know, where the first go-to was like, let's play, let's make this up. What's my imagination doing? Let What can I throw around? Uh, what, look at this box, right? You know, kids are like, oh, a box. <laughs> Forget all about the toys and they're in this empty box. And so I think art and allowing people to access their creativity, it awakens that inner child. And once they allow themselves that freedom to play a little bit, they can really get lost in that um, flow state, you know, where where we shut down our left brain and our right brain takes over connected to our heart and our emotions and allows things to just be. And even when we get stuck in that, you know, sort of judgment of like, oh, I messed up. 
I love pushing people past that boundary because once you go past that, that's where the magic is. Sometimes that mistake is the most beautiful part of it. So that awakening of the inner child uh, and that sense of play, I think, is my uh, in with people who have this block, like I'm not creative. And I, I also often talk to them about ways they're creative in their existing life. Like if they love to cook or they garden or they decorate their home or just when you get dressed every day, some people express their creativity that way. So, you know, those are my uh, my little ends with people uh, to awaken their sense of, yes, I am creative. I am a creative spirit. Yeah. And anytime that we can help people understand their own creativity, I think it's so important. Because we do, we get caught up in this, am I doing it right? Is it the, you know, I'm going to be judged on it. And if we mm-hmm. can just allow that freedom of expression, because that's what creativity is, whether it's in a garden or a kitchen or on a canvas, it doesn't matter, but it's that expression. Mm-hmm. And and so I think yeah. it's really important that we encourage people to explore what that is for them because it may not be a paintbrush for everyone it may not be you know it could be anything I love spreadsheets I mean I'm an artist as well but I love spreadsheets I love cover (laughs) color coding them I love creating them I just you know wow very creative (laughs) that's a new one (laughs) it's not the norm but I am very um left and right brain balanced and and so I think just allowing ourselves to explore so that we can find out where our creativity lies is really important and yeah that's a great point because that that balance between the left and right brain is what our society is missing so much right we we work in this left brain 24 hours a day and so many people feel stuck there like overthinking conversations they've had that will never come back and they're still thinking about how they'd respond or <laughs> you know how they could change that and, and it's like adds so much stress to our lives and yet you don't find athletes out in the field exercising one side of their body or one arm or one leg right they're exercising the whole body for the utmost performance and yet with our brains we let this whole side go and we also forget about our heart brain which they're now proving is even more powerful than the brain in our head, which I find, you know, really fascinating and helps give me some ammo for the non-believers out there that are that are happy in their logical mindset all the time. Uh, but there's, like you said, there's this beauty in the balance of being able to, you know, sometimes be really organized and diligent and black and white and linear in our thinking and then turn the corner and be like, whether it's color and art related or whether it's music or just mixing of flavors or, you know, flowers in the garden, those things are so much a part of our human experience. And you can see that in indigenous cultures, right? When you look, you know, the way they even decorate just their their dwellings and their bodies in such exotic ways, because it's our nature to do that. And, and, uh, I, I too have that, you know, left, right brain uh, tendency to do both. And the more and more I uh, access my right brain, the more I feel my intuition kick in and become very powerful and leading me in the right direction. I love that you say that because I think there is 
this connection that has been lost with our intuition in our culture. And it's one of the things I work with, with women for is to sort of reconnect with their intuition, with their gut, with their heart, because we have been taught that we shouldn't trust ourselves. Someone else knows better that things need to be black and white. And mm-hmm. when we can connect with our intuition, the divine, however you want to say it, it opens up a whole new world. And how do you help uh, people connect with their intuition? So melding the uh, creativity of art to sort of open that doorway to their inner child and then blending it with some of the mind, body, spirit stuff I do uh, is what comes into my workshops and a lot of my coaching work. So um, I'll work through various practices. You know, sometimes I'm doing yoga, sometimes we're doing meditation, uh, you know, art in various forms but also like activating the senses. And so I'll do Tantra rituals as well, where sometimes I blindfold people and we walk through the subtle energies of really focusing on one sense at a time as gateways to, you know, our chakra energy and um, just these subtle feelings that when we're in this awakened state all day on our to-do lists and our, you know, reminders in our head, we, we feel these things, but we just shrug them off because we're too busy to pay attention. And when I take people inside to that inner realm where they start to experience, you know, hearing things or feeling little uh, sensations that they've never felt before, or, or sometimes they'll say, oh my God, I actually emptied my mind for five minutes for the first time in my life. And I'm like, wow, that's uh wasn't even the goal there, but everybody experiences the practices differently. So I do a lot of taking them deep inside their own inner journey and melding these different practices to see what connects to them. Because when I do these practices in a group, I can do the same exact practice and everyone has such unique experiences. And uh, so those really that mind, body, spirit meld with the creativity becomes very powerful because we're activating our human experience on all levels instead of just focusing on the physical or just focusing on the creativity. Once we light up, you know, the mind, the body, the spirit, the energy, the heart and all these things, the intuition can be heard much easier. And people start to realize that that whisper they've been ignoring is their wisdom that they need to listen to. And that will get them the more that they're missing out on in life. You know, when they say like, isn't there more to this? Yeah, there is. But it's whispering. It doesn't like knock you on the head and say, go on. Unless you don't pay attention, in which case I seem to always get that knock on the head. (laughs) Oh, well, yes, that's true. It will. It will come back tougher and tougher if you don't pay attention, especially if it's an important lesson to learn, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I do. I do seem to always wait till the very bitter end and get knocked upside the head, but (laughs) the little things I do, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm so in tune with that. And then it's Uh the bigger things. It's ones that you don't really want to look at. Those are the ones you you get reminded. Yes. Cause they're difficult. Right. So we were, we all are always looking for these like, easy solutions. And sometimes those are, yeah, the most difficult, you know, just following the path of my creativity into 
more fine art and doing the workshops and the coaching was so much more difficult than my previous career where I was, you know, doing branding and marketing and more acceptable lifestyle and easy, way easier to uh, make a full-time income off, you know, from off the get-go kind of thing, because there's people out there really searching for that. And, you know, large corporations and things you can find that work very easily. So to follow, you know, the artist path uh, of any kind, whether it's a musician or, um, you know, a, uh, someone who's a potter or whatever, that's that's a real challenge. And and it, it goes way beyond just our creative field, of course, like people who want to break into anything that's not the status quo, it's we don't listen to that intuition so easily because we know it's such a hard path to follow. But it's also the one filled with the most bliss, right? Because you wake up every day like, ooh, I get to do this or, you know, um, explore that or follow my curiosity uh, somewhere new. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And just what you said, you know, about changing paths and doing the, the road less traveled, if you will. And it yes. immediately brought up that thought about uh, the archetype, the starving artist. And it's <laughs> that we have been, it, it's been ingrained in us, right? That mm-hmm. creativity um, in any form really doesn't pay. And we ignore it until it's at the top. So, you know, our top celebrities or our, uh, best-selling authors or, you know, a rock band musician. Mm-hmm. But you have to do the work to get there. But not everybody wants to get there, right? Not That's everybody true. wants to make it a business. But even if they do, do they need to be a, a top celebrity? When people are trying to sort of uncover their creativity or uncover what their purpose is, what are some of the things that you um, help show them or that can make it maybe not easier, but understandable? Um, I think the first thing that I encourage people to do is just follow your curiosity. Like the things you've always been curious about, just follow them and see where it goes and see what lights you on fire. Um, Like, for example, I had um, always had this thing in the back of my head interest in Tantra. And I didn't even really know what it was. I knew it was somehow related to yoga and there was a sensual aspect to it, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And I just ignored it, you know? And then uh, I think it was the summer of 2021, uh, you know, still dealing with a lot of COVID stuff. And I just decided one day to like start looking up retreats and just decided, okay, I'm going to take off to Portugal for a month and a half and go get trained in this. And it was magical. And it, included so much more than I realized. And it was so much more spiritual. It was so tied to my creativity. It was so tied to so many things that I was already working with and believed in, but it like blew blew my heart wide open into this whole new realm of even more things to be curious about and to lead others to. So just those kind of things, like following those things that you're curious about is like a path you could take forever and it will lead you uh, just like your intuitive heart. You know, that's what's in charge there and it never steers you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I tell people all the time as well, is that if you can, you know, quiet the brain <laughs> yes, and, uh-huh. and listen to the heart, it 
it will never steer you wrong. But we've been trained to not listen, right? We've been trained that we don't know and uh, and all of those things. And so Mm -hmm. when we start to uncover, it can be really scary to like, is this real? Is this not real? And then the brain kicks in. And of course, it's not real and all of those things. And and learning to feel in can be really mm, a rocky road, I guess, to follow. How do you do that for your own self? And then how do you share that with others to to help them? How do I um, do the feeling, the yeah, feeling listen, into it? Part listen of it? to your own. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really wide open practice. You know, um, I, I meditate all the time. Um, that was actually prescribed by my doctor for me. And so that was one of the first steps on my path into such a wider world. Um, so I, a lot of times during meditation, I'll get like real specific, uh, m- messages or concepts. Um, I can feel, you know, what really is resonating with me versus things that are just churning thoughts or fears, you know, such a different feeling. And I also keep a dream journal so that, um, you know, in the past, I sort of thought, well, that's like, my dreams are nonsense. You know, it's a bunch of craziness. Well, there's a lot of messages in that craziness. And often the message is the feeling, not the visual of what went on. So I might have this dream about an animal that's very scary, like a tiger that's circling me. And I'm, and, and I have this feeling of like, Ooh, I better be careful. But the feeling is it's friendly. It's here to help me. And that's when I know, Oh, okay. Tiger has something to tell me and I'll start digging into, okay, what's the symbology there. And then it always has a message for me when I follow that you know, curiosity into what that might be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then the same thing when I'm being creative is like, I really just feel into it is like, I feel like green, I was thinking yellow, but you know, green looks nice right now. And so I just do it, whether it makes sense or not. Uh, And, you know, I often work with acrylics. And what I love about those is you can just keep layering over it pretty quickly, because they dry quickly so they're a great uh medium for beginners to use too because there's nothing there's nothing written in stone you know you can just keep layering over it and just feeling into it on um what colors are calling to you what shapes are calling to you and then at the end you see this magic appear of like almost like all the layers of your feelings are that visual right in front of you yeah. So, but often the first step is really introducing people to meditation because I find people are very resistant to it. Like who in this busy world has time to sit down and chill and do nothing? Nobody. <laughs> but when you make the time and you have to do it consistently, right? The first time you meditate, you're like, oh my God, I'm a failure. It's my, I, you know, everyone thinks that like I've tried and I can't clear my mind. And I always say, well, you know, join the club. I've been meditating 10 years and I still can't say I clear my mind. Uh, There's so much going on creatively, um, but I'm aware and I can rein that awareness, you know, back to my breath or to the uh, vision I'm working towards uh, or the generally I'm working with emotions when I meditate, you know, trying to focus on gratitude or um, love or something like that. 
And when I do, you know, more creative visualizations with people, so they have something to focus on, or I teach them a little breath work to combine with the meditation, it gives them this like nice little path into an experience that when they're on their own, trying to just think they're a, you know, they need to become a Buddhist monk in five minutes and be, um, and that they failed if they can't clear their head, uh, they start to realize, no, that's sort of nonsense that just the process, just the attempt to do that has this magic inside. And that with, you know, repetitive, um, repetitive use of these practices, they become more and more easy to do and allow them to reach uh, more levels of sensitivity and knowing the difference between fear and intuition, right? Or um, a sadness that consumes them versus being able to just see it and process it and feel, send compassion to that inner child or that other person or whatever is generating that sadness and realize that, you know, they can work through these things. So meditation, I find, um, is this beautiful practice to take into people's lives because it only takes a few minutes, you know, even if you're in like the line at the grocery store and you're getting frustrated at the person in front of you or the darn self-checkout, <laughs> you know, procedure, you can stop, you can close your eyes, take a few breaths, Focus on something beautiful, even if it's just like the light of the sun hitting your eyelids. And suddenly it's like, oh, so what? I, I can spare another minute here at the self-checkout aisle or whatever. So that practice I find really powerful to introduce people to so that they can, you know, um, awaken these new the new awareness of subtle energies and also uh, start to, you know, rewire their brains a little bit so that not only are they getting out of that left brain, but they're building more and more connections between the left and right brain. I love that. I love that because I think it's so true. It's so true that even just, even just stop and breathe, right? Just breathe. But we mm -hmm. forget to do that because it, it, it's, it, it's innate. Like we're going to breathe, but we forget that we don't really breathe. We don't breathe deeply. We don't. And so when, when we allow ourselves to like just, stop for a moment and breathe and the more we do that the longer it gets and and very true about we're not buddhist monks we're, we don't spend a lifetime emptying our brains we have other things going on <laughs> we're not right. sitting on a mountaintop and nothing to think about except emptying our brains so i think right. it's really important to remind ourselves that you know every little bit builds up every little bit helps and not we don't have to have an all or nothing attitude to it. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Because I think that, again, that comes back to sort of black and white way of thinking of like, oh, I tried it once. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's uh, everything has its like spectrum out there and it helps us, you know, like you said, it, with, with doing breath work too, I use that a lot, um, introducing people to different types of breath work because we were gifted this breath and control of our breath that we don't have over the rest of our nervous system. You know, we can't stop our hearts. Um, we can't stop our, our, you know, neural network from firing. 
but we can hold our breath. We can retain it on the inhale or the exhale and, and find a sense of stillness there. Or we can speed it up and do something like breath of fire and really um, excite our energy and get, you know, pump up our passion or our uh, drive or our um, our confidence to push past something and to, to really, uh, you know, uh, ramp up our experience when, you know, we, when we need that kind of breath work. And then there's opposite kind where you need to, you know, calm stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So important. So important. So I want to thank you so much for being here today. Is there any final thoughts before we go? Uh, yeah, I had a quote in mind mm -hmm. and I just wanted to say it because, you know, uh, everything I do with creativity, I'm sure you probably agreed to, it all comes back to the energy of our heart. It's so tied to our intuition, our right brains and, you know, feeling into all these things. And I want to remind people, um, and this is a quote by Rumi, of course, and it says, uh, he said, the heart knows the way run in that direction. And I think that's a beautiful, gentle reminder to always come back to your heart when you're in doubt or in fear or wondering which way to turn. Oh, I absolutely love that. And it's so true. It's so true. And I see that you have a free gift for our listeners, the free your heart chakra challenge, your heart chakra yes. challenge. Yes. Yes. And do you want to tell us just a little bit about that before we go? Sure. That is a practice that's meant, it, you can do it in less than two hours, uh, depending how, you know, if you want boom, boom, boom through it, or you want to take your time through it, either way, it'll take you less than two hours. You can span it out over time if you like, but it it's basically gets you um, out of your head and into your heart using three simple tools. So you know, there's a really gentle, easy, short meditation in there that people love. Uh, there's a little bit of journaling in there and then there's an art play experience. So it's really like a, um, a real visual doodling and it, it's totally related to the left, right brain and feeling from the heart. And it allows you to not just feel the difference when you express from uh, both sides, but you can then see the result at the end and really you know, get this juicy experience and hopefully take those little practices into your life to integrate them, you know, whenever you need them. I love that. I love that. And we will make sure to have the link there so that people can check that out. And again, I want to thank you so Yay. much for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was an awesome conversation. I loved it. It was, it was. To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.